Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Lucas, and this is the Believe in Monsters podcast. You can find myself at Shy Bears 1985 and my bearded, beautiful co host, L Barry underscore 40, Mr. Lucas Barry on the Twitter machine, along with the show at BIM underscore pod and our significantly missing co host. Joe Gaither at Joe Gaither six. Follow all three of us and the podcast. Brought to you by the Believe Network at Believe Network B L E A V. Uh, very happy to be a part of the network with those guys doing big things. Believing in monsters is what we are here to do today. Uh, Lucas, there's not much to believe in as the Bears are coming off a shellacking. As it were, 41 to 10 to the Detroit Lions. Lions cover the five and a half spread. They also go under the 53 point total. So it was, I think it was lower when we talked about it. I think it started at 50 or 49 or something. It did, it got to 53 by game day, regardless. Either way, either way, closing line value was the under. Um, Unfortunately, the Bears could not score points. They could also not defend points. Uh, and they got their asses kicked. So, another loss in the Tankathon. Tank, and uh, here we are. See, this Lucas, was not a good tank loss, though. They can't all be good tank losses. I know, but when it's this bad, it's very demoralizing. Like, I mean, at this point in the season, with one game, two games left, how moralized are you to begin with i mean i've been hopeful the past few weeks i mean they played the eagles tough they played buffalo tough for a while and fields look good in both of those i kind of meant as a player plus like i don't understand why claypool wasn't played more uh he also had his temper tantrum on the sidelines uh that we can get into um very odd usage uh a by the coaching staff. I don't know if he's just not healthy enough to play or what the deal is there, or if uh, he still doesn't know his assignments after however many weeks we're in, we're into Chase Claypool. Um, not to say that he should be, you know, teaching the offense yet, but you'd think he'd be a little farther along by now. I don't know. Fields at 100 yards rushing in the first quarter. I was like, okay, it's going to be one of these games again. And then the offense did absolutely nothing for the rest of the game. He couldn't run the ball, which was very surprising. They couldn't pass at all. I think Fields finished with 40 net passing yards. Something of that nature. Yeah, he had 75 gross yards, which they were all gross. Uh, this game wasn't quite Cleveland Browns level, but it was pretty close. They allowed seven sacks. Mm -hmm. 
I don't see for how many yards lost that was. Dude, but... Fields was getting fucking hammered, man. Oh, no, you're right. It was 30 passing yards. 200 Good. rushing yards, 100 of those by Fields. Where'd the other 100 come from? That's shocking. In the first quarter, dude. No, I know. Well, yeah, I know, but he only had, well, he had 132, my bad. So then Herbert had 31, Montgomery had 24, and Unlock the Defense had 13. Unlock the offense, whatever. So, um, yeah, not not a not any not any bright spots. We lost two more linemen as well. Eater Iceland is in the game. Never thought I'd see him ever starting, ever for the Bears. But he was in there. He wasn't starting, right? He was pulled it put in. I just meant I never thought I'd see him out there on the field in an actual hey, man, regular I've, season. I feel like I've seen him in the last three years, like. Because of the rotation of Coward and uh, Cody at center, and then before they figured out what's his nuts at center, they tried Dieter for a minute before they put Mustafer in last year. It's, what, dude? It's just. I hope they don't think that their their work at O line is is finished by any stretch of the imagination with all of the fifth or later round picks they brought in last year. Yeah, I mean, the only guy we somewhat have hoped for is Braxton Jones, and he's been looking like he's been going downhill the past few weeks. So he definitely had his worst game of the season. Got yeah. blocked into fields at one point. Yeah, he was getting demolished, man. That Lions uh, pass rush is no joke. Joe's not here. Joe, Joe's dodging us because he. Remember what he said about Hutchinson? Well, I said in the text. That or I said in the our Bears chat that somewhere Joe Gaither's calling Aiden Hutchinson a bust because mm-hmm. unreal just man apparently hates that guy. But I told you guys from jump that they were no, that they were no joke and that guy's a freaking animal. But the the other kid I apparently was a later round draft pick. The Houston, draft, yeah, Houston on the other side was it? Is it James Houston? Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't that what's? What's the guy's name that was really good for uh, Kansas City for a while? Houston. Houston. I don't know his first name. That's not helpful. It's definitely not Lamar Houston because he's not jumping and hurting himself on sack celebrations. Uh, Fuck, I feel like it's James Houston, but I don't want to put any... I don't want to say it with my chest. I feel like that's, that's his name, though. Anyway, so... That guy is apparently pretty good too. Yeah, the Lions Lions are are playing pretty interesting and could squeak into the playoffs somehow. Um I could find the playoff scenario Chingus, but I don't really feel like it. You're thinking of Justin Houston. Justin Houston. The Lions the Lions need uh the Rams to win over Seattle and then they beat Green Bay. Neither of which I think happens. Yeah, so Seattle plays the early game, which means the Lions could, in theory, be playing for nothing if Seattle wins, which would suck because they got moved to the primetime game. The Lions did. The Lions did, yeah. So they could potentially have nothing to play for in primetime. Well, speaking of primetime, and we we definitely should have opened the show with this, but we we completely dropped the ball. 
thoughts and prayers uh, to Damar Hamlin and his family, a uh, young man that uh, collapsed on the field during the Monday night football game, uh, Buffalo Bills safety. Uh, essentially got hit in the chest by T. Higgins on a pretty routine play. Uh, Higgins over the middle and trying to pick up some extra yards, dropped his shoulder into, into Hamlin's chest, uh, hit him hard enough to where it interrupted his heartbeat, causing a, a cardiac arrest. Essentially, Lucas, is that the way you understand it as well? Yeah. Yep. So, and, uh, yeah. CPR for 10 minutes, nine minutes. Crazy. I, I've never seen anything like that in my life. Um, you know, watching the game, you knew it was pretty serious when they had to go in and out of commercial two times, and you knew it was bad when they just flashed back and the guys fell on the field the whole the whole nine yards. So absolutely this, terrifying. I, there's two situations that I've seen where they thought somebody was paralyzed on the field and an ambulance was in the tunnel. But this is the first time I've ever seen an ambulance on the field. Hmm. Um, so that was that was pretty intense. And they brought out a, a, a defibrillator and everything to to get his heart going again. Very, very scary stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, I don't know. No words, really. Uh, kind of a freak accident. Yeah, I mean, it's it's absolutely crazy. Um, the NFL did what they had to do. They they canceled the game rightfully so yesterday. And, um, you know, still waiting to hear back on what might happen with that. But obviously, that's the least of everyone's worries. So um, for now, we're just hoping yeah. that uh, Hamlin can have a full recovery. Yeah, the last I thing think, I uh, is he was still in critical condition uh at the hospital but there hasn't been any updates since then unless you've heard of something more recent lucas no i was just gonna say i think um i think chris pronger had something happen to him similar except he got hit with a hockey puck in the late 90s and um he ended up having a uh you know came back and had a full career after that so you know definitely some hope there that you know whatever happens know he he'll be all right definitely definitely yeah and like you said lucas last thing on everyone's mind is the outcome of the game but eventually they do have to figure that out whether or not they kind of call the game as it is where cincinnati had a seven to three lead and cincinnati wins the game and that's and that's that or uh, they they play the game at some point, which I, I'm not really sure what that would look like in terms of timing, because the both teams still have a game this weekend. Uh, it's Tuesday, so you're. I mean, even if they played the game tomorrow, you're asking guys to turn around and play again in four days, essentially. Um, I don't think they can even do it tomorrow. They, have they already to. said they're not having it this week. So, I mean, what does that look like next week? I mean, it, it, when you, uh, you, you, there's not a week in between the playoffs and the 
Right. The, the only thing I could think of was potentially with the week before the Super Bowl, they could move all the playoffs back a week, leave the Super Bowl when it is, and then you know, have that game that last week. But And not have a break in between the Super Bowl? Right. So as it stands, who has the number one seed in the AFC? I believe the Chiefs do. But I think Buffalo would have the tiebreaker over them if they had the same record and one out. So Buffalo has the one seed to play for. Technically, since he could still get the one seed, and the Chiefs could also get the one seed. Wow. I was going to say, if there's a, you know, if, if the one seed was locked up, and but there's only one bye week now anyway, so it's not like they could play during that playoff bye week. Uh, so. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be something to watch to see how the NFL handles this. Uh, the way it's looking, I mean, in my opinion, if they're not going to play it this week at all, I don't see how they don't just call it. Um, which is just interesting. I mean, it's scary for everybody. I mean, I don't know how Buffalo continues on this season, especially if you know. Hamlin does not pull through for whatever reason, or you know he's long. It's not even affected. not knowing. Yeah, not, uh, not just knowing. That, just that that uncertainty from teammates has got to be whew, heavy on the heart. So anyway, <clears throat> thoughts and prayers with Hamlin and his family, and and all the Bills and uh, you know fans, fans of Buffalo, fans of Cincinnati, both showed up to the hospital to. Show support for uh, Mr. Hamlin, so that's that's fantastic. Um, good show of humanity there. They, they got to burn that stadium down or something, dude. Four of the worst NFL injuries I've ever seen all came on that field. All in primetime, too. Every single one of them. Was that the Carson? Carson? No, they, well, that was gross, but they had, they had the A-B hit, which was nasty when that happened. They had the Shazier thing happen when he when he uh, you know collapsed on the field. Yeah, they had two two his concussion a few weeks ago, and now this. Mm. I mean, those are definitely. I, I don't know, man. That's crazy. Yeah, Bengals yeah. prime time seems like a freaking curse or something. So, isn't that a is that a new stadium or are they on? The I think verge, they just renamed it. Are they on the verge of building a new stadium? I don't know if they are. I thought that I heard they were just renaming it. I literally heard they were going to sell the naming rights to the stadium so they could have enough money to sign Joe Burrow. I don't know if that's true or not, but <laughs> I, I literally heard that. It's like part of their plan. Whatever. What a rumor. I don't, I don't, whatever. That's if you're that broke, <laughs> I, I don't know. You can't pay your quarterback because. You don't have that just that just means T Higgins will be a bear, right? Sure, sure. Okay, you got to change the stadium name to pay the quarterback and and the other wide receiver. Maybe uh, maybe a local Chicago brand could buy it so that they could in pseudo get T Higgins to Chicago. I forget where I read that, but I feel like it was like it was a joke, but it also wasn't a joke at the same time. Like I feel like they were kind of serious about. I don't know. Who knows? That'd be funny. I'm going to roll with it. 
spreading false rumors. The Bengals are so broke, they're renaming their stadium to pay their quarterback. I like it. I like it. We're going to roll with it. You heard it here folks, first, folks. Uh, but Lucas just said he read it somewhere else, so never mind. <clears throat> anyway. Um, so the Lions beat the beat the crap out of the Bears. That, beat that the shit fun. out of us. Yeah, so that was, that was a good time. And Fields uh, didn't look great, so now we have people questioning yet again if they need to draft a quarterback at one or two. So the conversation around Justin has been anticipatory throws, right? Throwing guys open, windows smaller in the NFL. Holding the ball uh, too long. Holding the ball too long. So I guess my question or my thought process is, how much of that is on Justin? How much of that is on the receivers? How much of that is on the O-line? You know, I mean, I definitely think he isn't much of a throw-it-before-the-guys-open quarterback. I do think he needs to work on throwing to spots rather than throwing to people, if that makes but sense. Yes, but it is also hard to judge that this year just because the receivers don't separate. Like, I've seen definitely a few examples the past few weeks where he's tried it and his guys are just blanketed and or not fast enough to get open. So, but what, I do agree with like, you. what do you mean? Like, what does it look like then? Is there, like, they, like, I'll see him releasing the ball before the receiver breaks, but then our, all our receivers run like their hips are stuck in quicksand, so the corner's just right on them. So the ball just sails past the ball. Yeah, exactly. Or is okay. swatted or something. Yeah. But you'll see him throw it before they're breaking and you're like, okay, he, he's finally. It's also hard to do that when you don't trust your guys. Just to play devil's advocate for all the people who want to so criticize I, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I hear that. I think like when you're throwing to a spot or throwing, you know, like if you think about it, like, like a simulation, essentially, right? Or like, I have a, this is a horrible example because I hate it when people do this, but like when you used to play Madden, right? You knew where like guys' breaks were. If you just throw it to that simulation, you shouldn't like be trusting your guys. And I get you have to, and I get like, you can't just throw it to a spot because, you know, that's what the computer tells you to do or, or that's what the, the game plan or the, the playbook tells you to do. But, that's how I like envision it, or that's how I make it make sense in my head. And I, I don't see him do that nearly enough. And maybe he started to do it more, and that's great. And not trusting your guys is a honestly, it's not that's not on him. That's something that he needs to get over because when he has guys he trusts, you can't just insert that now. Like, oh, okay, well now I trust the guys. Now I'm going to throw it up, throw them open. You like throwing guys open also makes guys that suck better. So yeah, it's true. I think it's true on all parties. I think the Bears offense right. is equal parts bad. Quarterback, right. line, receiver. And that's why that's why I pose the question is what 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 percentage of blame falls on each of these these things? And I mean I don't know, man. There's it's almost like with a few key pieces here and there, is it a so what? Like, so what if Justin holds the ball too long? Like, 
if he has a better O-line, does it matter? So what if he holds the ball too long? If he has a little bit better receivers, does it matter? If he can, you know, work the pocket or scramble and get open, does it matter? No, none of it matters. On the flip side, you know, if Justin has a little bit better wide receivers and can throw them open, does it matter? No. That it doesn't matter that he has a little bit better wide receivers. You know, like you got to, but, and, and like we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, you can't fix all this stuff in one foul swoop in one off season. It's going to have to be pieces at a time. And I don't know how much I like the Ryan Pace shotgun one position attitude, which is kind of what we saw in, in the la- last year with the, with the offensive line and just shotgunning a bunch of freaking fifth rounders and late addition free agents. Uh, it, it clearly did not work. Um, you know, I was very much an advocate of, oh, yeah, it'll be fine. Ryan Poles, former offensive lineman, he knows what he's doing. Ian Cunningham, they know what they're doing, blah, blah, blah. They might know what they're doing, but they need to address assets better. Uh, and if they felt strongly about Brisker and um, Gordon being the best prospects available at the at the time and made the team overall better, okay, fine. Not doing anything much of anything in the offensive line room. I mean, I mean, who was the center that resigned, like with the Rams or whatever? Like, there was a couple pieces that they could have added um, that were decent. I'm, I, I understand the people's argument that say, you know, well, who were they supposed to add? There wasn't a lot of people out there. It's not like there was a franchise left tackle available. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They got to. They definitely got to get it right this off season to uh, get Justin helping and properly evaluate him. Um, you know, I think the the arguments are people saying that you know the Bears should potentially even think about Stroud or, or Young are uh, kind of out in left field. I mean, you're just going to be drafting another young quarterback and putting them in the the same exact position. Who is who is Bryce Young going to throw to? You know, to play devil's advocate, Byron Pringle and Nikhil Harry probably won't get much of a better result. So, uh, got to give Fields a chance to prove himself. I think he already has proved himself personally. Should be no more questions about this, but you know, there's still room for him to grow, uh, you know, as a passer. But to get him to that next level, you also need to elevate the team around him. So, uh, and both can, both can be true. I yeah, mean, definitely. He, he can he can be the answer and also have room to grow. Both for of sure can be true. He's twenty. He's twenty three. I mean, right, right. So absolutely crazy to even. No reason to. There's no reason to jump off a bridge here with Justin Fields. I mean. And, and it's not like per, per progress in any field of work uh, is always ebbs and flows and ups and downs. You know, I mean, everybody takes their lumps and then learns from them and grows uh, as they as they get better at anything. You know, and they they, they say to become an expert at anything, it takes 10,000 hours. Uh, Justin's way too young for us to be f- freaking out. Um but uh, we do we do need to see improved everything around him and improvement from him as well, you know. And this is the first year in Getzy's system, first year with Getzy. I think we'll continue to see improvement, uh, you know, as the as the years progress. I do think it's good that the offense did kind of take a dip so that we don't lose Luke Getzy right away because they, you know, middle of the season people are like, oh my god, he's going to be a head coach. What are we going to do? Does that does that at all concern you that the Bears the past 
uh, five or six weeks have have kept going down in basically every offensive metric. Do you think teams are catching on to Getsy? Do you think the team is is quitting? What do you think is going on here? Well, they've had a, a, a few injuries, right? Um, to Claypool, to uh, other offensive linemen, like you mentioned. So I think it's a, a combination of things, but uh, it's a little concerning. Like, with it, who was it the Bills that kind of figured out Fields and, and slowed him down quite a bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, not to say that that the that the uh, the Bills aren't a good defense. They're a very good defense. So that's you know that's not saying a whole lot. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, am I concerned? It's it's somewhat concerning, but it's no more really concerning than than the rest of the season, to be honest. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, there's there's not much to even say about this game, and that's, that's how bad it was. Just absolutely horrible by basically everyone that played. So um, the Bears go into Week 18 now with a chance to secure the number two pick with a loss, secure the number one pick with a loss and a Texans win. Um. It sounded like after the game, Matt Eberflus said Fields would play if he's healthy, and then he kind of backtracked on that during Monday. I think he said uh, him and Poles are going to talk and they'll evaluate who they want to start. AKA, I feel like that means they're going to bench Fields. I mean, it would be absolutely terrible to have a tragic accident happen, a tragic uh, injury to happen to Fields the last week of the season, right? I mean, I, last week, I think they, they had to have been having that conversation on the sideline when Fields was just getting crushed with third-string linemen out there. And, I mean, the flip side of it is he, he needs reps. I mean, he does need to improve. He needs these reps. So, But at some point, are these reps hurtful? Right. I don't... <laughs> he couldn't even drop back versus the line. So, like, it was like... He took a snap and there was a guy tackling him. <laughs> the Vikings aren't very good at pass rushing, are they? No, but oh uh, no, they actually they generate a decent amount of pressure. Actually, was it Darius Smith and yeah, Hunter? Yeah. What was I? Did we, didn't we look at this once and it wasn't? Whatever, it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, so. All right, well, that, that's the Lions, uh, and that's, that's the ass whooping they took. we got the Vikings coming up. Like you mentioned a little bit, Lucas, uh, Bears may or may not start fields. Uh, the Vikings, well, we so the, the Bears open, opened up as a, as a pick em, right, uh, per Brad Biggs and his, his guy on the street in, in Vegas or whatever. I don't know if that line's ever actually accurate or not. I never check it. His, his guy on the strip everybody makes fun of it so i just kind of play along with the joke uh what is the current line lucas do you know four and a half i think for the vikings so vikings minus four and a half in soldier yeah it's at it's at soldier field wow so basically a seven point favorite um yeah i i mean if the vikings play their starters they should they should win easily the bears are just I mean, even if they weren't 
completely uh, unhealthy. They're just they're in a downward spiral. I mean, I think these guys just want to get. I think they full on looked like they quit last week. Yeah, they look like they were just over it. So, um, get to the off season. You know, be healthy. Uh, I, I guess. Anything. I guess Fields' reps will have to come at another point uh, if if they decide to bench him uh, for Nathan Peterman or Tim Boyle. Yeah. Yep. Okay. The Vikings are five and a half point favorites now. What happened to who was the other guy they had? Um, Michael Badgley. No, no, no. What? Michael Badgley? <laughs> we basically got that guy a job in the NFL by having him sub for Cairo Santos for one week. And now oh, it's Simeon. That's who you're thinking. I forgot about him. Yeah, Trevor Simeon. Badgley? What are you talking about? Temple. I remember he was a bear for like a week, dude. Yeah, but that's not a quarterback. Or Where'd you go? How'd you get there? I don't know. I was just pulling the name out of my head. They used to be a bear. Chris Conson, throwing out names. Oh, this guy's recent. Adrian Amos. This guy's Robert. on this year's team. Robert Quinn. Did you see that stat that I retweeted that since Baltimore traded for Roquan Smith, they've gone from like a bottom third defense to a top five defense or some shit like that? Yes. That's the I, like I also feel like they haven't played anybody during that stretch. So do you feel like they should give us a better pick for that? Just or like give us another one because we helped them get so much better? That we should just sign Roquan back in the offseason. That would be And then trade him back to the Ravens. There we go. There we go. There's <laughs> a, there's the answer. Okay. Like, hey, yeah. No. Oh, man. Sure it would be nice to have that Chase Claypool pick back. Seeing as it's essentially a second first rounder already, because the Dolphins cheated. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Did not expect made... it to be that bad. We all thought it was like, man, we all thought like we'd actually end up with a better record than the Packers. That that would that didn't happen. Well, it's not even that. We also expected Claypool to do something. Yeah, I don't know how much I really expected out of him. I mean, not. Not for a while, and then with the injury on top of it, yeah, I don't know, man. Hard to expect a guy to. Well, do you think he'll uh, he'll break out next year? Claypool break out? Mm. Yeah. Will he finally not... have? I don't have his that's... moment to shine. Mm. No. I'm fairly disappointed, but I'm willing to uh, to have hope next year. I mean, he looked okay with Simeon that week. I mean, he, he it, but he looked okay the week too. He got hurt. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They were starting to throw him the ball over the middle of the field. That's frustrating. Yeah, very. Um, well, I would like to. I would like to see him succeed next year. Him and, and Mooney and then I guess Velas are pretty much the, the three locks for wide receiver, unless you don't call Velas anything. I don't know what else you would call him other than a wide receiver. Uh, but 
I mean, maybe Harry makes the team. ESB, Pringle, like that. If they don't replace at least two of those guys, I, I don't know what they're doing uh, to, to help Fields. It, but, man, it almost feels like Claypool's semi-replaceable. Like if you had a like a Higgins versus Claypool type of thing. But it's not like they're going to run into that conundrum. They need so much goddamn talent. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, like I said, I I don't know. Wide receiver could definitely be a need they would go for early in the draft if they trade back and acquire more picks. I doubt they go that route, though, with all the needs they have on their defensive and offensive lines. I mean, free agency is going to gonna obviously set the table since it's before yeah. the draft. Uh, we'll see if they make any more any more trades in in the off season. Um, it's going to be hard to make any more trades with the current assets that they have. So they would almost have to like make some trades and then uh, make some more for, to acquire like veteran type players. So like if they, I mean, unless you're trading future assets, if you're trading like the 2024 first round pick for for T Higgins or or DJ Moore somehow. Um, you know, that's that's a thing that could happen. And then you could still go into draft day with, you know, some needs fulfilled in free agency, uh, a traded for number one wide receiver, and then and then trade down and acquire more assets for yourself rather than to package those for something else. But lots of opportunities here for the Bears to to move around and add talent both in free agency and in the draft. But Man. First, we have to lose this game. Like I said, they they have a lot of work to do. Losing this game is potentially massive for the franchise. I mean, so they're locked into a top four, but going between two to four, one to four, I think the difference in those two spots is huge with the two top quarterbacks on the board there. So, Yeah, both quarterbacks looked phenomenal in their bowl games so that's you can you can like that you could you could also potentially double dip too you could trade back once and then say the third quarter say will levis or anthony richardson falls a little bit and someone wants him trade back again i mean there's definitely a lot you can do you know having those top two picks and obviously stroud and young helped themselves big time this weekend right chris absolutely they look fantastic Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them. Both of them. Both of them. Bryce Young looked looked great. Uh, CJ Stroud did everything he could to put his team in position to win. Uh, <laughs> was winning that game most of the most of the time. Uh, when does Stetson Bennett become available? Because that dude's a gamer. That dude's just a flat out gamer. I don't think he's ever going to be an NFL quarterback, but he likes. I think to- he's eligible this year to be drafted. He can ball. I, he's like the next Jake Fromm. There's, he's a completely different game because he can actually run the ball too. Yeah, then he's like he, uh, he's like Baker, he he's like a poor man's Baker Mayfield. Or oh oh oh, I got it. He's like Johnny Manziel, but but way better. Way better. He's not, he's not that fast. He's pretty fast, dude. Manziel was blazing. I, I'm yeah, maybe he sucked though. He was so bad. Not in college. That guy was so fun to watch in college. Tim Tebow was fun to watch in college. 
Tebow. Tebow. I got combined for 40, 40 combined touchdowns. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Right, Stetson Bennett's a gamer, though. That's all I got to say. We need that pick, Chris. We need that pick. Man, so that, the number Vikings. One, that number one would be insane. All right, so yeah, let's break that down. So the Bears, I think, are... I don't know. I have a feeling now that they mentioned it that they're probably going to sit fields. What do you think? Do you think he sits this week? Yeah, I think Tim Boyle starts to give him the absolute worst chance to win. You think so? You don't even think it'll be Peterman? No. Peterman pulls some some uh like ghost injury in the pre in the in the warm-ups like uh like like uh old boy did earlier why can't i remember his gosh darn name he even played here in denver thank you played here in denver i actually like trevor simeon he's he's a good he's a good backup uh all right now do they definitely get to start peterman there's no way they start boil over him man even so like do you remember nate peterman's like first two games in the nfl he threw like seven straight picks or some shit he was (laughs) awful He's bad. He was he's so bad. bad. He was so oh. so bad. I think he's gotten a little bit better, but like, who's he gonna throw to, man? Yeah, no. I mean, the Cole bigger Komet. question is: Is Minnesota gonna be trying to win? I mean, they should. They still have a shot at the two seed. But here's the thing: even if Minnesota isn't trying to win, they aren't gonna they... actively be trying to lose. Right. Well, I'm just saying, are like, are they gonna sit all their starters? But they yeah, got they're... absolutely crushed last week. Yeah, you can't go in. You they can't do that. You can't go, like you. We've seen too many teams like Peyton Manning's Colts and and whatnot take that take that week seventeen now week eighteen uh, off essentially and go into the playoffs kind of rusty. So after the Vikings got their dicks kicked in, do you really think that they can um, morally afford to just? lay down and not start their starters against the bears. Like is Justin like Justin Jefferson was pissed last week. Yeah. And now he's going to be going up against Jalen Jones. Jalen Johnson. No, he's out for the year. Jalen Jones. Jalen Jones. Yeah, exactly. He should be licking his chops. Nice bounce back. This is the perfect bounce back game for them. It's a get right game. Uh, it's a letdown spot for the Bears. <laughs> yeah, no, the uh So on the on the flip side, the Texans play the Colts, yeah? Texans play the Colts and Nick Foles is in a stretcher. So we will be seeing what's what's his name again? Sam Ellinger? Ellinger? Ellen, Ellinger. Yeah. Ellen, Sam Ellinger. Ellinger. El- El- Texans. He went to Texas. So what if he comes and comes ready to play? And Lovey said that the Texans are absolutely trying to win. I could see Lovey, him winning. Lovey doesn't care because because he's he wants because he's he going to get care. fired anyway. Well, not not well. That's not, <laughs> no, where not, I was not going yet. with this. Where I was going with this is like Lovey's like I don't want the number one pick anyway because I'm just going to take Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, so I don't care if I take Bryce, Bryce Young number one. They're just like, whatever. You really think they'll pass a quarterback up? Yeah. Dude, there's... Oh, my God. That's I mean, unless they take, like, I Will... I can see it. Like, what if they... 
don't think that Carter or Carter or like Young or Stroud, both of who are not typical quarterback builds, aren't aren't it, you know? And they really lose confidence in the like it's so funny how quickly tape just disappears in the like three months between the end of the season and the draft. Like like you you watch these guys win, you week in and week out make very intelligent decisions, make big throws, win big games. Come draft day, oh, he's not six four. He's not cool. Like, what? This is like the dumbest thing I've I've ever seen. But whatever. The Texans ever had a franchise quarterback? Deshaun Watson. True. I forgot about him. He's a distant fair. memory. It's fair, very fair. He has not looked very good in in Cleveland. No. If I'm being he's honest, call, he's a, he's looked horrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's what happens when you don't play for eleven weeks. I don't or know. Two two years and eleven weeks, or whatever. A year and eleven weeks. Jackass. I can see the Texans definitely winning in Indianapolis to seal their season, but I still think they're going to take a quarterback. They always play the the Colts tough, like always, even that, when the that, Colts are at full strength. Yeah, that AFC South is always a good. A fight, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a hotbed for just chaos. Like, like I think going into last season, like that might have been like one of the very first like times I was really getting into like NFL betting, and I was like, oh yeah, I Jacksonville looks so good. Blah blah blah. They're gonna just roll the Texans. Nope. Mm-mm. No, they smoked them. Texans smoked them opening day. <laughs> so yeah. AFC South is uh, is not a bettable division for me, other than I have the Jags to win the division. So pray for your boy, because the uh, the Titans are starting Josh Dobbs, which I don't hate. I actually like Josh Dobbs when he was on the Steelers, and I thought he was a, a, a solid option at some point for some team. Probably not to be the guy, but definitely to be the number two and not the number three or four or whatever. But I mean, dude, the Colts have the Colts. The Colts are have stuff to lose too. I mean, they could definitely move up if they lose this game. So, really, if both teams are not trying to win, it could be the ultimate tank off. Or if one team tries to lose and the other one tries to win, it's even better. You mean only if the Texans are the ones trying to win and the Colts are the ones trying to lose, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we can't have the Colts trying to win. Like, Je- and Jeff Saturday is not trying to save his job or anything. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that guy knows he he doesn't have a job next year. He's fired. Yeah, yeah. There, uh, that was. I don't know what that was, but I guess it's better than giving. I mean, the, the thought process from what I heard is that the guys that they have in the building that people think are potential first or future head coaches. Uh, they wanted to keep in the building, so they didn't want to like promote him to interim and then not hire him as the head coach, either one of them, and then have to demote him. So they just brought in a placeholder, essentially, in media personality, Jeff Saturday. Sounds like a Jim Marseille move. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that is a move fueled by bourbon and cocaine. What if they, what if they brought back Chuck Pagano? To be their coach. 
It's gonna be Harbaugh, dude. No, no, no. I just meant as the interim. I didn't mean like just oh, move forward. Oh. Like that would be hilarious if they just brought back fucking Pagano. Yeah, but I don't know. Is he even healthy enough to? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I hope he's all right. Yeah, I'll, I've he heard. was a nice guy when he was here. He sucked his DC, but. <laughs> the weirdest career turnaround I've ever seen out of the Chicago Bears former he- former coach was Mel Tucker. Like Mel Tucker went from like everybody absolutely hated that guy as the defensive coordinator for the Bears. And then he came to Colorado, made that program good for a year. And then he went to Michigan State, made that program really good, and then was got he, a was, massive contract. Was he head coach at Colorado? Yeah, for like one season. <laughs> yeah, no, some guys are just meant for the college level. It's interesting because like I mean, I don't know what what college level you clearly have to be a good recruiter. And you have to be able to sell kids and their parents on why they should come to this program. And now there's obviously some monetary challenges in there for, for all schools, but uh, like Mel Tucker just never seemed to be like that guy to me, but whatever. I mean, he, he did something right. Maybe he's just a good college coach. Figured it out and made a lot of money. Made boatloads of dough. Good for you, Mel Tucker. Well, Lucas, what do you uh, what do you think is going to happen in the final football game this season? The Bears lose. Do you have a predict a score prediction? Man, it's tough with Peterman led Bears offense. Hmm. Can they get one in the end zone? Yeah, they'll they'll do the first drive score that they always do, and then they'll kick <laughs> a few field goals. A few field goals. Oof, man. <laughs> Asking a lot, bro. Uh yeah, so I'm gonna say Vikings twenty seven. Bears seventeen. Interesting. Interesting. So you said, you said it was a five and a half point spread. Mm-hmm. And what's the total? Probably like 40, 45 and a half. 45 and a half. So 25, 20 essentially. If they thought Fields was playing, I think it'd probably be closer to 50, right? I don't know. But the way he played last week, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. It's hard to tell off the lines with that. But the way that the the way that it opened as a pick'em and now it's starting to slide super hard towards the Vikings. If it did really open as a pick'em, which I don't know if it was a pick'em or a one or two. I did see everything in there, so different books, probably different numbers, but you saw everything in from anything from a pick'em to minus changes. two. Yeah. So yeah, I see it opened as a one and a half bears dog. And now it's at five for the Vikings on points bet, six for the Bears on Caesars. So, yeah, wherever you like to place your money, it's uh, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna be good. Three and fourteen, fuck, gross. Good God, we're shit. 
They're so shit, man. Well, what's your prediction? Oh, you want like to know what I think is going to happen in the game? Uh, Vikings 30. They get right. Get a 30 burger. Fucking even 35, man. They might score five. Touchdowns. What the fuck did they do to us last time? Did they beat the bricks off of us for like the first? Oh, uh, that's a weird game. And then we came out in the second half firing. We, we fought them back for a while in the second half. Yeah, so yeah we, I'm gonna say we got crushed Vikings, in the first time. Vikings 33, Bears 12. Oof. That's humiliating. We're terrible, man. We're not going to score. We're going to kick four field goals, three field goals. Hey, right, how much is a field goal worth? Four field goals. What if what if field starts? What's the score? Um, you give them a touchdown. We just scored ten against the one of the worst defenses in the league. So eleven. See, I don't see Fields going out and doing that twice, though. Plus, he's 68 yards from the rushing record, but I think he will not be playing, so. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's going to be interesting. I, I think we'll, you think we'll find out tomorrow if they make a decision? I mean, they're well, not the practicing. They're, they're not closing practicing off practice. Tomorrow. That's why. Oh they're, oh, they're they're not. So they are practicing. It's just not. A walkthrough. It's a walkthrough. Oh, okay. A closed walkthrough. Sketchy, right? Closed walkthrough. They're getting, they're giving Tim Boyle negative reps to get him ready for Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, dude, that's they're, they're literally just not going to practice this week and tell this guy to go out there. Just be like, listen, you you can do it, right? Yeah. Um, uh, well, we don't like rooting for losing, but. This will be the most important loss in our Bears lifetime, I hope. And, uh, yeah. What? What? That's a fact, right, Chris? Losing to get the number one pick in this situation? Is the most important loss of our lifetime? Yeah. In a sense, I think there's other losses that are more negatively impactful I said most important I guess in the way that you're spinning it sure <laughs> um, yeah I don't I don't I don't know the number one pick would be nice though I mean I mix it really makes me wonder what they would do do you think they would trade back before the draft even started like, you know how, like, normally they'll be like, oh, yeah, we know who they're going to take. That's what San Francisco, San Francisco had that trade done well in advance, yeah. right? Yeah, they did. Yep. It's happened before, too. I think. I mean, the, I think, uh, yeah. If they, well, the Bears the Rams, actually, I think the Bears actually did it before. I think they yeah. had the number four pick and traded back with the Jets for their first two first rounders. I think I could be wrong. Maybe that's what I wanted to happen. I swear that's what did happen. Yeah, it was the year they took Grossman and fucking Michael Haynes. Hmm. Completely botched that draft. Yeah, not good. Not good. Let's not have that happen, whatever. Whatever we do. 
Would you rather have two first rounders this year or in a first rounder like next year? So like say you get three firsts back. Would you rather have two this year and and one next year or one for the next three years? Uh two this year, one next year. For sure. Yeah. yeah, same. So there's only so many teams with two first round picks. How many or would you rather have a one and a one? Two this year or one this year, one next year? No, we're saying three. No, I'm saying if you only got two, would you rather have oh. one this year or do one and one? Oh, I guess it would really... Uh, uh, I guess it would really matter who it was with. The well, Panthers. Do the Panthers have two this year? So they have nine? No, they, no, they have one. They have one. Oh, okay. So I'm saying if you did the Panthers in the scenario, you got Panthers this year, Panthers next year. It'd have to be Panthers next three years, minimum. Plus their second and fourth or something. Something outrageous. They don't even have a fucking second. Yeah. Oh, no, they have the 60th pick overall. Jesus, man. It's got to be from another trade. Oh, no, wait. They do have 39. I lied. I forgot what I was looking for. So let's see here. Who has the Lions? The Lions. Two. They have six and seventeen. I would a hundred percent take that. I think they're in a perfect spot to not do that, though. Yeah, you're probably right. Honestly, they should trade back from six and just keep getting first. I don't I mean. Or take Levis or something. I mean, if they're on the brink of a playoff. They can't afford to not take a quarterback. You can't think Goff is the answer. I mean, maybe I guess you can't. I think they do. I mean, he's he's looked really good. Like, what if Seattle wanted to give you? Yeah, they're not going to give you both first rounders. They'd be stupid to do that to move up two spots. I feel like Seattle's a team that normally won't move around too much either. Yeah. They always make they always make like a weird selection. They do. Like, they'll they take somebody completely off the wall at four or whatever they have. Three. They have three right now. Yeah. They'll take, like, Tyree Wilson or something at three. I mean, they got Colts at five. They need, they definitely have to have a quarterback. So you can get five and 36, and then a first next year. Maybe a first. Honest. I, I, to be honest with you, Chris, I really don't think getting one of the Colts' defensive stars is out of the question. I think the Bears could definitely possibly swing a buck new trade. Yeah, but what value do you put on Buckner? Like, what do you take out of that? Like, you get Buckner plus what? Two first. I mean, that's that's fair. Basically making Buckner worth a couple mid-round picks. Yeah. Just with his age and price point. I mean, I think he's still sick. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, for sure. How old is he, though? I think he's 30. I'm just saying, I, I wouldn't be shocked if something like that happened. Would be crazy. Who knows? They might have a, a fire sale. Who knows about Leonard? I mean, his, his contract's outrageous, but he hasn't been healthy either. 
I don't think they'll. Uh, I don't know, man. They can't. I I just don't. They're. I think they are a quarterback away. They just keep fucking it up. The Colts. I don't know, man. Their line looks horrible this year too. Yeah, but that's that seems like an anomaly. They've been so good for so like the last couple of years. It's the highest paid line in the league. Yeah, I don't know, man. I do not know. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been an hour. We've made our predictions. We're, I'll give me a prediction for the Texans game. We're hoping for a loss. Uh, Tex Texans win. You think they're winning? Texans win in a blowout. Nah. I'm yeah, saying like he's gonna murder him. 17, 14 Texans. Did Damian Pierce get hurt for the year? He was on IR, yeah. Good God, man! I feel like every time I turn around, somebody's on IR. That would be correct. Yeah. All right. Texans uh, win. You heard it here first. Bears number one pick. Episode coming next week. Let's go, Bears. Bear down. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel and I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.